Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Back here on Oilers Now, 1234 in Edmonton. Brendan Ulrich with you and for Bob Stoffer this week. Bob will be back a week from today, but he'll join us uh, back on the phone line here in 30 seconds. Some guests on Oilers Now received gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. All right, so we had Bob on to uh, talk about the Upshaw signing, but we were up against the news, so we bring back our bring back Bob to the show right now. Bob, uh, anything else on Upshaw before uh, we get to a few other things? How does this, I guess, maybe affect uh, the penalty kill situation? Does McDavid get any PK time this se- season, or are we looking at Brodziak, you know, Reader playing a bit there, and uh, Upshaw if he cracks the team? Well, yeah, and the key is he's got to crack the team. Like, I don't see why anybody would really criticize this move. It's just a PTO at this stage. Let's see how he performs in the preseason. If he earns a contract, he earns a contract. And I know the majority of the fans that listen to the show. And and we have, at Brendan, as engaged of a fan base as there is. And rightfully so, they're frustrated with what occurred last season. But I think they get the simplicity of the scenario. You bring him in and if he earns a contract and he plays better than a couple of guys that many of the fans out there aren't even a hundred percent sure on at the stage, then so be it. He sticks and he can kill penalties and he can play with Kyle Brodzik where he's had success before. You know, I, I think we're in a scenario where the Oilers could theoretically, because they moved Strom into a penalty killing role last year, because Kara saw increased penalty killing time as the season went on, now you've got uh, uh, Brodziak, who's definitely going to be doing it, and is the right shot, can help out in the face-off circle there. Uh, even though he historically has not been a great face-off guy, but was around 52% last year, and, and Strom has to improve. You've got Cassian, who can kill penalties, and I don't think he's great at it. I think he's got to improve. I mean, guys on the penalty kill, and at one stage last year, he only had three block shots all season. And... I'm not the biggest block shots guy, but I do think if you're on the PK, you might want to have more. So that might be an aspect of his, you know, his, you got to get in the lane once in a while. But uh, he, you know, he'd be the first to tell you that he has to have a better year than he had last season. So we just mentioned four guys, Strom, Kara, uh, 
you know, uh, Cassian and, and Brodziak. Uh, can Kajula do it? Yes. Uh, did did he do a great job at times of, of eliminating seams? I'd, I'd say that he's a work in progress in that regard. I think Upshaw, if the order sign him, can do it. And we haven't even talked about Nugent Hopkins. Oh, we did we mention Tobias Reeder? Not mention him either. So Reeder's definitely going to be killing penalties because of his speed and his history. So, you know, off the top of my head, for the sake of argument, maybe they go Strom uh, with Kara, Brodziak with Reeder, and then have even more options, you know, in terms of if Upshaw's uh, on the team, you know, uh, Cassian, and then you get into, uh, and now you're talking, you know, Nugent Hopkins and McDavid, and we, uh, you know, we have a scenario where they don't have to use those guys necessarily, right? So, I'm again, I'm a, I'm of the belief that the Oilers should think, unless they pick up a defenseman here, Brandon, a right shot D that can, you know, like hypothetically, if they go and get Justin Falk, we're having a different conversation. But they could have five left shot guys in the first unit for me, with McDavid obviously running the first unit and running dry settle off the right side half boards and having McDavid run the first unit off the left side half boards, having Clefbaum as the shot from the point, having Nugent Hopkins in the middle bumper roll, and then having Lucic as a net front presence. And Lucic, in my mind, has got to start there because they got to get this guy going early. And then they could have a second uh, power play unit with McDavid setting it up on the right side half boards instead of the left with a bunch of righties, including Yesapoli Arby, including potentially Ryan Strom, you know, uh, and maybe, I mean, if they don't do anything on defense, maybe we're looking at Matt Benny, another right shot guy. So two different looking uh, units and, and ways to limit the amount of uh, PK time that Connor McDavid has. Uh, again, and Upshaw's got to earn the spot. That's got to be the first step. Yeah, maybe you put McDavid on the PK if you're down a goal in a game or something sure. like that. Yeah. Or as you said, uh, you don't need to use him all the time, so it gives you others more options there. Quickly on dry settle here, Bob. You you hit yep. on him, and uh, he had some uh, interesting comments over the weekend. He said the Oilers, or he says, I think we are too good of a team where we're not at least competing in the playoffs or not in the race. He says, uh, even if we are, that's probably not good enough. We want to make the playoffs, and I think we have the team to do it. Now it's up to the players to show it. He says, we as players need to take ownership and be the best we can be. Uh, to me, that sounds like, you know, Dry Subtle wants to be a leader, and uh, to me, this shows that uh, he is uh, being a leader and trying to get everyone to rally and uh, get the others back to the playoffs. So I have no problem at all with those comments. I'm sure you don't either. I don't have any problems, but he's got to do it on the ice. At the end of the day, he's still got to deliver. Um, you know, that, that comes with the territory. I, I still don't think Leon fully comprehends how good of a player he actually is <laughs> and how far he can go because I, I think he's pretty damn good. So, uh, and I've always believed that, and you know that from working on the show, dating all the way back to, you know, uh, the final, uh, I think there was, that was right around the transition that occurred from Reed to you in 2014. But, I mean, I've always believed that Leon's got a super high ceiling. And when I mean a super high ceiling, I mean a top 20 player in the league. So, hey, if he gets 70 points this year, that's three straight years, 70-plus points, and there might be, I don't know, eight guys maybe in the league that have got 70 points in the last two seasons. So he's a pretty good player, uh, and the Oilers have to prove it. That's the bottom line. It's great to say that. they got to go out there and play it, but I do like the fact that he took personal ownership on that. 
Yeah, I remember we went to uh, watch uh, Dry Settle play against the Oil Kings, Bob, back uh, in the yep. WHL playoffs, and he had no one to play with, but he was uh, outstanding uh, in that series against well, the Oil Kings. Gonna, this is going to upset Dakota Conroy's family because he's <laughs> from Edmonton, but uh, I remember talking to Corey Cluson, who was coaching PA at the time, and I said, geez, uh, Dakota Conroy, uh, you know, he's an Edmonton guy. Maybe he's going to go play for Ian Herbers at the U of A, and he goes, he'll be hard-pressed to play on Herbie's top three lines. And... <laughs> I go, well, he just scored 30 goals this season for you with the oil or with the uh, Prince Albert Raiders. And he goes, Bob, you're old and fat. You might score 25 playing with Leon. So, I mean, he, Leon's, you know, he was just, he's like, Dakota's got to work on some things to, to be that forward at the next level. So he, and he, you know what? Uh, I'm sure Dakota Conroy would be the first guy to tell you that, too. He benefited from playing Leon. We saw how special he was, him and Josh Morrissey, that year in that playoff series. Absolutely. Speaking of special players, Bob, I liked your tweet yeah. over the weekend. You said, uh, strong argument can be made. The best players in both the NHL and CFL play for teams in Edmonton. Connor McDavid is generational and respected by his peers. Mike Riley is the best QB in a pass-driven league with great leadership abilities. Oilers and Eskimo fans are lucky. And yes, I would agree with you on both fronts. McDavid is the best player in the NHL and uh, Riley right now is the best player in the CFL. By the reigning uh, MOP, as we know, you know, with Riley, I mean, the Stampeders have the best organization, and they have for a number of years, and really only, you know, blowing Grey Cup games against teams that they were infinitely superior to is the only thing that's really sort of brought them a bit down to earth because, I mean, their record over the last three or four years has been stellar. Um, they, I mean, it's interesting. Chris Jones and his defense, and we saw that yesterday at the Riders, but when the Eskimos beat him in 2015 it was the amount of playmakers that the Eskimos had on defense on that time uh that changed the the makeup of, of that western final in my opinion you know those guys they had a bunch I mean they had a bunch of guys that went on in the NFL off that team so um it, the Eskimos aren't with all due respect and I defer to Morley and Dave on this and Blake Dermott and, and even yourself because you guys are down there and you're you're at the games I mean I'm watching on TV but what I see is you know a guy in Riley that can make all the throws in, the CF, in terms of the Canadian Football League, they have to make. The Eskimos have pretty good receivers. I think they got an average offensive line. Um, I'd say they have an average running game. I don't think the C.J. Gable we now see is the same guy from a couple of years ago. Uh, and then defensively, uh, in my opinion, they're, I mean, and I realize they're banged up and they've got some ratio issues, but they're nowhere near on part of what the Eskimos had back in 2015. So they're more reliant on Riley's ability to lead, but they're never out of a game with that guy at the helm. And I, I, you know, in terms of the fans being lucky, they're lucky that they get to watch those two guys. And I totally get that the fans' response would be, Bob, we've missed the playoffs at Edmonton 11 of the last 12 years, the the Oilers and the Eskimos are no longer the dynasty that they once uh, once were. It doesn't take away from the fact that the two uh, organizations, the Oilers and the Eskimos, in my opinion, have the best players in, in the world, you know, and certainly in Connor's case, best player in the world, in the case of Riley, the best player in the league. And, and I do think that uh, most fans get that and appreciate that. Well, you're not the only one who thinks that, Bob. Jason Moss actually was on uh, the uh, coaches' show with Morley Scott a few weeks ago, and he was raving about Mike Riley and even compared, uh, well, I don't know if he compared him to McDavid, but he said, you know, he wishes more people would come out and watch Riley, and then he mentioned Connor McDavid and uh, being the best player in the NHL. And he sort of referenced, uh, you know, Riley being the best player in the CFL yeah, as well. So I, I, I used to be down there, you know, probably twice a week for Eskimo practices when I had total sports. And the show started at three. Obviously, you know, the, for the purposes of what I do, 
you know, I'm, I'm always going to be an Eskimo fan. I love Edmonton and I love Edmonton teams, but you know, I don't know the guy personally. You know, I, I got to know Ricky Ray and Jason Moss a little bit just in terms, and again, acquaintance relationship as a, as a media guy. And I really respected those two guys. Um, but when I watch Riley and see how composed he is, it, Brendan, and, and you interview him, you know, it, and it's hard not to like him. And so, and I think, again, 90% of the people listening to the show right now, okay, maybe the, you know, they can recognize the Stampeders are better than the Eskimos, but the Eskimos have got a good team. But Riley is the best player, and the orders have got to get a lot better this year, and they appreciate how special Connor is. So I guess that's the perspective I'm coming from. Oh, yeah, and I love him as a guy. I mean, after every game, Bob, Mike Riley does a scrum that is about 10 minutes long, maybe not 10 minutes, but then he goes and does a one-on-one interview on our broadcast after every game, win or lose, home or away. He does a 10-minute interview after doing a scrum. So that just goes to show what kind of guy he is as well. Well, he, you know, he's in his 30s. Uh, I think Connor, in time, will get more comfortable. Connor is bombarded with requests. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's different you know, NHL-CFL, but... Right, know. it is. Uh, and, you know, that that said, uh, it is still a uh, gate-driven league in, in a large regards with ho- hockey. And I, I, my, my experience has been with time, players get more open and better with it. But sometimes they're very. The other thing is, there's a difference in age there of 11 years, mm-hmm. and that's the big difference. Mike Riley didn't grow up with his head jammed in a phone, you know, Instagramming photos and doing that kind of stuff. And you know what I'm talking about, Brett? Because <laughs> you you see it with young, you know, guys that are 19, 20, 21. They don't communicate the same way that people. So you know, there's just I, I I'll be very intrigued to see in time if Connor gets uh, you know more relaxed. You know, and, and I think just part of it is he's, he he doesn't want to offend anybody. So he doesn't want to say something that uh, can be taken out of context or taken taken out of uh, the wrong way. But Mike Riley is a consummate pro in every way, shape, or form, and uh, clearly that's illustrated in the post-game interviews he does as well. Bob, get back to your vacation, but uh, we appreciate your time. All right, uh, have fun with Scott later on. Will do. That's Bob Stoffer, regular host of this program. He'll be back in the big chair a week from today. That is August 27th. And Bob has a pretty big guest in studio penciled in for that. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply as well. All right, 1247 in Edmonton. Brad is in studio. We'll get to NHL today after a quick timeout. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. Back here on Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich with you. We just had Bob Stoffer on. 
A text says, so all the sports guys and coaches in Edmonton think Edmonton is the best team. Okay, was that the name of, what was the name of the dad on the Simpsons again? We're talking about the best teams. We're talking about the two best players. And uh, just because uh, Mike Riley doesn't play on the Calgary Stampeders doesn't mean he's not the best player in the league. And uh, same case when it comes to Connor McDavid. Let's uh, get to some text later on. But for now, we're going to get to NHL today for our friends over at Elite Promotional Marketing more than just sportswear. Here's Brad Whisker. Thanks, Brendan. I mean, uh, you guys have been talking about it for the first 45, 50 minutes of the show. We all know now the Edmonton Oilers have signed veteran forward Scotty Upshaw to a PTO. Upshaw played for St. Louis last year, 19 points in 63 games. Leon Dreisaitl recently spoke to Mike Zeisberger with NHL.com, saying the Oilers are too good of a team to not at least compete for a playoff spot. The Oilers won only 36 games last season, finishing with the ninth worst record in the league. Detroit Red Wings defenseman Nicholas Cronwalls hinting that the upcoming season could be his last. 12-year veteran has spent his entire career with the club, including a Stanley Cup, back in 2008. The Calgary Flames have acquired forward Kirby Reichel from the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for forward Hunter Shinkarik. Both players have spent much of their careers in the minors and were drafted only five picks after each other back in 2013. The New York Rangers have agreed to terms with goaltender Dustin Tokarski on a one-year deal. The 28-year-old spent all of last season with the Philadelphia Flyers AHL affiliate Lehigh Valley Phantoms playing in 39 games. And the Toronto Maple Leafs are shopping goalie Calvin Pickard. The Leafs have two other goalies that will likely fill the backup role behind Frederick Anderson, Curtis McElhaney and Garrett Sparks. Pickard holds a career record of 28-44-7 in 89 career games. BU? That's NHL today for the promotional marketing more than just sportswear. Uh, and that was Brad, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs fan. You can put your headset back on, Brad, because uh, <laughs> we were just talking off the air. I know you were all excited about uh, receiving your sports forecaster there today, and you noticed uh, that they had, what, eight Toronto Maple Leafs to get over 20 goals? Eight players to score 20, and Mitch Marner leading the team in points ahead of Matthews and Tavares. So you and I both love Marner. Like, oh yeah, he's an explosive talent. I, I can see it happening. It's only one point ahead of Matthews, but I mean, uh, they had Nylander with seventy plus points. They had four guys plus wow. seventy, three guys plus eighty points. Then you mix in they had Kadri over twenty, Marlow over twenty, Kapanen over twenty, which I think is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, he's going to be playing on the fourth line. But uh, I mean. Wow. Love him or hate him, the huh. Leafs have a lot of offensive talent. Uh, it could be interesting to see how many goals they eventually put up. If 300 is, is possible, who knows? Yeah, I don't think they will have eight 20-goal scores, but I do sort of agree with that Marner projection. I mean, he showed it in the playoffs as well. He was the best Leafs forward in that series against Boston. Oh, hands um, down. So He was their we'll best see. player yeah. in that series. I yeah. mean, a lot of them got shut down. A lot of them didn't play... Uh, up to their potential and that's what happens they lose in seven yet again but uh yeah i think mitch marner is uh he's going to be one of those talents next year that becomes a top 20 player night in night out yeah absolutely i love him and uh, i know uh, bob reed and i were sort of debating on the show the uh, top canadian teams next season in the nhl is it winnipeg or is it toronto and they both had mentioned that they don't think uh, the Leafs have a winger like uh, the Jets do. They have Patrick Lani, of course. But then I said, like, are you guys underrating Mitch Marner here? Like, this guy is really good. And maybe he's not the same goal scorer, of course, as Lani. They're completely sort of different players. 
But, like, when it comes to picking one of the two, I would probably go Line A right now slightly ahead of Marner, but he's close. Like, it's not that big of, uh, you know, a difference. You'd probably want to go with the goal scorer because it's so hard to score goals in today's NHL, but Marner all around is pretty close to Line A. Yeah, I mean, I'll take uh, a combo of Marner and Nylander on the wing any day of the week. So for them to say that they don't have a winger, he's not, neither of them are like Line A, like you said, they're different players, but I I would absolutely take uh, Mitch Marner as my number one right wing, mm-hmm. number two right wing behind Nylander, however coach Mike Babcock, Babcock wants to shake it down, they're in fine shape to me. Absolutely. Well, that's it for our Daily Leafs talk, Brad, but uh, before we get too many people upset, <laughs> something tells me we'll be talking about the Leafs a lot this season. I think so. And we've had the conversation, though it's interesting, number one Canadian team, you and I keep pointing out uh, Connor Hellebuck. I think that's the biggest question mark for the Winnipeg Jets, and people are thinking, well, question mark, he had 44 wins last year, is that a one-off? And that's not to say that he drops to 27 or 28 wins, but if he doesn't play the same way he played last year and they say he gets 37 or 38 point or 37 or 38 wins that's you know 12 or 14 points off what they had last year so that's something to consider going forward with them eric says quit talking leafs they have enough of that crap on every sports network this is Oilers now so that's your cue to get out of here right now i'm just kidding we can talk other things hey um, i still do like the oilers potential this year i'm not being a total leafs homer i'm the one that keeps you know calling you the leafs guys so it's my fault anyways but uh dennis has asked what a pto is i'm a mechanic is it power takeoff i don't think that fits no it's uh it's a professional tryout so with scotty upshaw he'll be coming in on a pto professional trial and we'll have them uh, on the show here at 1 15 you can text us 6 30 6 30 dustin as well says he hates the leafs keep them off the airways <laughs> just quickly i know you're a football guy brad would you agree that uh, mike riley is the best player in the cfl right now or would you go with uh, boldy by mitchell and it's hard to uh sort of debate the two because you know i mean boldy doesn't need to throw the ball around as much as riley does because Calgary's usually way in the lead and most of these games have such a great D. Their O-line's really good and they really have been able to run the ball very effectively as well this season. So I get why Calgary fans, you know, get their backs up a little bit and say, no, it's Boldy by Mitchell. But to me, like I watch Riley game in and game out. Maybe I'm a little biased. Maybe I'm a bit of a homer. But to me, he is absolutely the best player in the CFL. I don't know how you see it. To me, I'd break it down that Calgary is the better overall team. Mike Riley is the better overall quarterback. And Bob pointed out that the Eskimos are never out of a game with Mike Riley. And that's not to say that the Calgary Stampeders are with Bo Levi Mitchell. but just well, the He way almost we... brought them back yesterday after right. being down big time there and, to Saskatchewan. So. But it's, it's the other things that we see here in Edmonton with Mike Riley, and, and you and Bob touched on that. It's his character, the way he carries himself on and off the field. Um, he's, he has an incredible arm. I mean, he's leading the league in rushing touchdowns, too. He's a warrior out there. Like, you get to a third and one situation or third and two with Mike Riley, he is more than willing to go through that O-line to get those yards to carry the drive. He's an excellent talent, and to me, he is the best quarterback in the CFL. Bob has texted the show, by the way, so he's listening to us right now. But, uh, of course, I was comparing the wingers on uh, Winnipeg and uh, Toronto. So Bob said he did not say that. He said that this was Reed that said that, I believe. So I, I mixed them up. I said I think both of them were saying it, but it was just... Reed talking about Liney being much better winger than uh, 
than Marner. Bob said he thinks the Leafs' D are nowhere as good as Winnipeg, which is fair. I absolutely. Would, I think we both agree with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the one thing the Leafs are still missing is a true number two defenseman. Well, maybe they trade one of those eight 20-goal scorers for a defenseman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, if they get in the mix, you know, if they're a top three team, like last year, top four team, they need to make a move this year to get that number two, number three defenseman. But it's so hard out there because yeah. nobody's offering them up. And especially they want a right shot. Babcock is well known for how he likes to have three left, three right. And to get a right shot defenseman in today's NHL, I mean, it's just almost impossible to find one out there. So well, it costed the Oilers Taylor Hall to get one. So yeah, <laughs> it is tough. I'll agree with you on that. It's twelve fifty-eight Edmonton. We need to take a time out for the one o'clock news. We have Scotty Upshaw coming up uh, on the show after the news, and we also have Luke Korak, who covers the Blues for NHL.com. The Blues, one of the busiest teams this off season, and the Oilers, of course are bringing aboard two former Blues. Well, and you can add Ty Riley to the mix as well as the Withers are, you know, adding all these Blues to the mix. And maybe one day they'll add Colton Pareko as well. I know that's a sexy rumor that's been out there for a while. So we'll talk to Lou about all of that. It's 1258 in Edmonton. We're back with uh, Scotty Upshaw after the 1 o'clock news. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.